0: I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're Not Not Paranoid. Paranoid. dude
1: can you imagine at my bachelorette party Is that a funny visual if we we're like and tonight we will be doing a live recording if we're not paranoid <laughs> just in front of them like that was like the whole night and like you have to listen and be our captive audience
0: <laughs> like we've reserved the space in the bar and they're like oh cool like and then you it's just see me show. we just see me setting up the microphone Prov. <laughs> they're just like oh no kelly's
1: asked me to do this for a long time and i told her i would do it for her bachelorette pr- oh sorry bachelorette party and they're like we don't want <laughs> to like no it's all of us it's a group thing <laughs> kelly
0: says but no. kelly says
1: Kelly go it mm-hmm. goes so just some
0: deep uh topic too
1: yeah something like super inappropriate like so we're gonna talk about childhood trauma
0: who here? <laughs> Give us seen, some ideas. Have you seen that TikTok? Which There's one? like a, a group of girls in um, like a hot tub. I mean, <laughs> it's really dark, but they say in the comments that they've like gone through a lot of therapy and they're like fine with it. But they're, they just like take turns coming to the front and they're like, um, I was cheated on by my boyfriend with, like, his best friend. And then they go, yay! <laughs> and then, like, they each turn. And then it keeps getting, like, darker and darker. And like, I don't know if you should joke about that stuff. Oh, but my God. there's, like... Yeah. Any, <laughs> It just gets, like... Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, boy. This week will not be so... Not light at all. Nope. No. There... This is a heavy episode, so Mm -hmm. listener discretion is advised from like a, Mm. I mean, it's still, it's a, let me, let me go back. It's a controversial, it's not even Mm. controversial. I know Katie's like questioning (laughs) my words.
0: We're talking, well, it's going to be like about violence and stuff. So I guess that. I'm just saying in general, like if you're listening with friends,
1: it's not a lighthearted one to just listen to. No. Um, this is an episode about hate crimes and the recent attacks on the Asian community specifically, Mm -hmm. which is why we're talking about this now. Um, but we didn't talk, what I realized is that we didn't talk about these things back during 2020, during the black lives matter, like when that came, that movement began Mm -hmm. and you know, came into the headlines and whatnot. Um, but also because we weren't really recording yeah, we during weren't, that time. Yeah, we didn't
0: really record much during 2020. We stopped
1: basically in April and resumed in January mm-hmm. of 2021. So yeah. I just wanted to comment on that. that
0: yeah, and that's not like we're going to specifically speak about like the more recent like hate crimes against the Asian American community, but that's not to say that hate crimes don't happen to other groups. Of course, yeah. That's absolutely not the case. Yeah, like the talking of one specific thing does not exclude or undermine the other. Correct. Yeah. And for me specifically, I'm so I'm talking
1: about more general things for hate crime and laws and um, some statistics that I just came kind of came across. Um, The Department of Justice has many stories of recent, like general not by um, specifically the Asian American community, community, but which I feel like you have probably more stories in that regard. But if mm-hmm. we did want to talk, because I have like more general information yeah. um, to kind of lead us there, it's kind of like the broader discussion. Mm-hmm. And if we did want to talk about other examples, I yeah. have those other examples. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, where I'll be like the broader scope. Katie's kind of like the narrower scope as to recent events. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get into it. All right. All right. Uh, so we're talking about hate crime, right? And is it okay if I start? Because I'm like going to kind of set the. Oh, no, no, set no. Set no. yeah, it? Go for okay. It. <laughs> I just kind of said I was, but I was like, it, like eyeballs, like, is that okay? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, hate crime by definition, I going into this, I don't think I knew exactly what a hate crime was. I thought that it was something that people do out of hate. The way that you think hate crime is. Um, but really, what it's defined as is a crime committed where the criminal themselves has a motivation or a bias to commit that particular crime against a specific person based on um, their beliefs towards that person, towards that, you know, the victim of the hate crime, so to speak. So they're being targeted. So, hate itself, the act of strongly disliking somebody, or something itself is not a crime. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's the, you know, it's a first amendment, right? Which protects your freedom of speech. And, um, I don't know if I said that right. (laughs) The first amendment protects your freedom of speech to hate something or someone. Yeah. To even though So that, yeah, but it doesn't protect threats to kill or hurt people. Yeah. Hate speech, right? Hate speech. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and still that's considered. Yeah. So we'll get into that. Exactly. And, the act of following through with this bias is what is considered the hate crime itself. Yeah. Um, so of course, just like, um, anything else will, you know, get upset several times throughout this because there's nothing that, nothing good about this. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put things in perspective, there's a couple of laws and acts that, um, are in the United States. So there's the, hate crime statistics act which was introduced february 22nd in 1989 and that essentially enabled or allowed the department of justice to start tracking hate crimes in america Mm -hmm. in the united states to see how big of a problem this is and to see do we need laws in place to combat this and Mm -hmm. to you know stop the hate crimes And so by April 23rd of 1990, just a little over a year later, um, they decided based on those that research that, you know, it's worth turning into a law. And so George H.W. Bush signed the bill into law. Fast forward all the way to mother effing 2009. Uh It's taken this long. President Barack Obama signed the Matthew Shepard and James mm-hmm. Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act into law, which essentially modernized that other law that um, President George H.W. Bush had signed to essentially widen it to those who are affected, including, I think it was, um, sexual orienta- perceived sexual orientation, gender identity, um, as being protected under those laws. I could have an entire podcast dedicated to just the laws of hate crimes mm-hmm. and like there's so many th- different subcategories and different um like law enhancements that can be added when people are being prosecuted for these things. Oh wow. There's so many like subdivisions of the law. It's it's extensive. Um and the big problem as well is that there's actually a difference, just like everything else law that we talk about that's upsetting, there's a difference in the federal law versus the state laws. Oh, yeah. So those things you just mentioned are federal. Those are federal. Okay. And so federally, um, a hate crime is something, is like a crime committed on the basis of, quote, perceived or actual race, color, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, or a disability. Okay. Um, Whereas most states in the United States are based on the, it's considered a hate crime if it's a crime based on, race, color, or religion oh. alone.
0: Hmm.
1: Many states actually have laws that include on the basis of sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, and disability. So when we talk about laws and whatnot, it's like kind of confusing because you're like, wait, but if it's a federal law, why isn't it a state law? It's about how you prosecute within that jurisdiction. Um so these kinds of hate crimes typically are violent and include assaults, arson, and even murder. Um, and they also include vandalism and threatening to commit these crimes. Those are also considered hate crimes. Mm. And um, if uh, even conspiri- conspiring, that's hard to say, to
0: commit those crimes is also falls under a hate crime. Yeah, because that makes sense because just general assault of someone doesn't have to actually be a f- physically assaulting someone it can be the threat of assault is assault right i think so i mean i'm not we're not lawyers so i'm only going off what
1: i've read but this is what i was so that kind of feeds into what this is and i had this conversation this morning with my fiance he's like well just because so he's like what makes it different between like assault versus a hate crime assault like you're asking Mm -hmm. and it's important to differentiate those two right because um essentially Besides the obvious, we need to like it's not good to target someone based on these protected rights, obviously. But unlike other crimes where they typically are like a one time or like impulsive or due to a specific reason, hate crimes are so much broader Mm -hmm. and on a broader scope that the focus of those can apply and be targeted towards any of those protected things. So where it's sometimes, you know, murderers or criminals are towards, you know, I'm mad at my boss, therefore I will do X, Y, and Z. This is towards certain characteristics of an entire mm. community or mm-hmm. people or a nation. So it makes the, the target so much wider, which is so scary, right? And um, the fact that those are... Let me see. Basically that these criminal, I call it wrote criminal pieces of shit are looking for anybody. Yeah, that's true. Anybody to fit their criteria for hate and that crime against them. That's what makes it so dangerous. It's also super important to report these things to law enforcement because a, they need to know how to stop these people. Right. And mm-hmm. B they're saying it, it's really important to send a message to the community to be aware of these assholes and horrible monsters who are targeting people, um, but also so that they know that the community is going to stand up against this and that it's not tolerated. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, reporting it is important to stop them from doing it to other people, a, and to stop that person, but also to completely make it clear that this is not tolerated, mm-hmm. and you can't do that unless we they know what's going on, right? Um, and so the law enforcement also uses these reports to gauge how the community is doing as a society Mm -hmm. like as like you know how healthy is our society are we in a good place or are we in a bad place is there a lot of hate crimes and reports of these things or do we need to address these things because clearly there's something not right with the select group of people who are committing these hate crimes Mm -hmm. it's like I want to have a hate crime against these hate crime (laughs) people (laughs) do you see what I mean that's not a protected class obviously but you get what I'm trying to say hating 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 the the hate the
0: ha- yeah, perpetrators hate criminals, of hate crimes. But that
1: what makes it a hate crime is the fact that it's protected, right? Mm-hmm. So, the point being, like, and that I'm sure you'll hear in the stories, um, the problem. I kind of, I'm just going to keep going, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah go so on. the problem with uh, the difficulty is that there are differences in the jurisdictions of where these hate crimes occur. Mm. So, um, and what is defined as a hate crime? So, 46 states have um, statutes with penalties. For these bias motivated crimes, for hate crimes. Um, there's three categories that these states fall into. So, they either, so the, one of the examples is that these states have a hate crime law and they collect data on hate crimes. So, this is mm-hmm. in regards to what are they doing about it, right? So, there's um, a category of states that have a hate crime law and they collect data on hate crimes so that they can combat that. The second category is they have a hate crime law, but they don't collect data. Ooh. The third one is the neither group. Oh, no. They don't have hate crime laws officially, nor do they capture data because they don't have a law even against hate crimes in general, right? Is that a lot? There's seven. Okay. It's seven states slash territories. The first one is American Samoa. The second one is Arkansas, Guam, North uh, Mariana Islands, South Carolina, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and Wyoming have zero hate crime laws. However, I mean, a majority of these do have both the hate mm-hmm. crime laws, yeah, yeah. and the, but it's scary to know, depending on where you live, can dictate mm-hmm. your outcome of being targeted for this. Mm-hmm. So even if your state or territory, this is, you know, a silver lining, doesn't have laws for hate crimes, you can still report it to FBI okay. because it's still a federal law. So that's where the federal part. That's comes where the in. federal law. comes Yeah. Federal part comes in. So um, the FBI on their website was saying that they'll actually work with local authorities, provide their expertise. Even if no federal charges are brought, they have so much more resources and understand defining-wise hate crimes and how to combat that, that they can work with local authorities um, and kind of go from there. Even, um, I think, let's see. So like after the state prosecution goes to, oh, after state prosecution, the district the department, I keep calling it district, Department of Justice will follow proceedings to ensure that the federal law is applied equally across all 95 U.S. judicial districts, meaning they want to make sure that the whole country is being prosecuted still fairly under those federal laws.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, but we know in reality how that works, right? It sounds very nice. on. It paper. sounds perfect on paper. Like,
0: cool. Well, Hate all crimes will be prosecuted and all the bad guys will be put away. Every single time, no matter what.
1: But the, the truth is local authorities don't like working with FBI. And there aren't enough resources currently, right? Like, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, here's the other part that was really upsetting that I didn't realize. Sometimes those states or even those communities within the states can be reluctant to charge a criminal because the crime that is committed, that bias itself, is shared within the community so the the law enforcement is afraid to get backlash from the community themselves so say a protected class has a hate crime against them right mm-hmm. um i think one of they gave an example like say i can't, i almost don't even want to go into like generic examples because i don't want to create that but the point being say that community is really anti something right and that hate crime is against that protected somebody. The local enforcement is afraid to upset the community who's already anti this protected class, so there was an ex- there was like an example, I don't know if it was anecdotal or not, of like sweeping that case under the rug and being and covering it up because I didn't want to upset the taxpayers and the community who are sharing this belief as a same, the same belief that this Hate criminal is doing. Dang, that's
0: really messed up.
1: I didn't even, I didn't even think that would ever. I, I didn't even cross my mind as a possibility, but it makes sense.
0: So that's all. It's like saying, uh, it's, hey, this group is so racist or uh, whatever.
1: Normalizing, the, yeah, the hate crime itself. It's like, no, this is how we feel. Therefore, we're gonna cover up this case, like cover, it, put it under the rug, dust it under the rug. I can't think of the right words. Um, and so that's why it's not prosecuted.
0: How awful is that? I mean, yeah, but I'm not surprised. I would be, I know for sure that probably happened a lot back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, but to, if that's still going on. And these are for states that have
1: laws, right? So local authorities aren't going to contact the FBI if they're saying it's not a crime. mm -hmm. So that's where... I think it's important to if you if possible, like you we were talking like we always talk about being your own lawyer and collecting your own evidence and whatnot. And that kind of goes into this next step, which is the prosecuting. Prosecuting is super difficult. Um, because they have to prove that the crime itself was committed solely due to the bias towards that person. Yeah. So I mean, either way, assault is gonna be assault, but it's it does make a difference in the eyes of that person. Person who is being targeted, that it is a hate crime because that person was targeted for that specific reason. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen to other people who are in that same protected class, whoever they may be. And they don't want that to happen to more people. And so um, the evidence that they look for are it could be anything that connects the perpetrator or the. It's funny, the article I got this from, it was from a. It's always. It's always the defense lawyers have the best, like, <laughs> easiest written stuff. I'm, like, looking up things that are, like, defendants for hate cr- hate criminals, but I'm, like, using it. It's, I feel so weird doing that. But they're the one – they call them defendants. But I'm, like, technically, like, they're also perpetrators, right? They're, they're the ones accused, doing it, the accused. Yeah. It's just interesting how, the, depending on how you word it or look at it, it assumes one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, innocent until proven guilty. But – when we have evidence, when we're looking for evidence for someone of a hate crime, the evidence is that the person who committed the crime is maybe has like a membership in an organization that's like anti something, anti that group. Um, you look to see if they have like literature or maybe symbols that they own or memorabilia or like a something like they gave, they give example of like historical memorabilia, like Nazi memorabilia or something like that. Um, or If the criminals themselves have blogs or a book Mm. or tattoos, I mean, a lot of, you know, um, groups have very visible tattoos or if they have, if they're known, they have like previous offenses for graffitiing certain things, um, that are, you know, a form of hate crime because it's still vandalism is a form of hate crime. Um, And if that date of the crime itself correlates with a specific holiday or an anniversary. So those are, it's very, it's very broad, but you have to have something like that to prove that that's the reason why. Um, Let me go back to this. So again, to to remind us, like groups of people who are full of hate, which is, you know, in this case, hate being the bias against or even violent remarks are themselves not a crime but they can be used as evidence in the crime. So to own, like, heaven forbid, Nazi memorabilia or something like that, it's not a crime, but if you commit a crime, they can be used as evidence is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. And um, oftentimes what I found absolutely upsetting is that the criminal's own statements to police or anybody else or witnesses are the evidence or the only evidence used as that, uh, excuse me, are the only evidence for prosecuting them as a hate crime, meaning, yes, I shot them because they were A, X, Y, and Z. Wait, they say that? Yes. Like, they, and that I, this is where I'm like, it's very frustrating and I could probably do a part two for this, for the psychology of these things because it's almost as if they are, these absolute f up criminals are justified like they like did it because of, of it. right they they and that's what it might that's why i was so shocked to read that 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 their own admission that they did it because they are <laughs> x y and z is, is the that- evidence that is that is then the reason they're being prosecuted for the hate crime dang i didn't know that they say it and that's when you read when i was reading um all these different cases and stories true stories on the department of justice website It's like, yes, I shot them because they were blank. I shot them. I attacked them because of this. I saw them doing this. Therefore, I did that. They're admitting it because I think they think that they're right. Wow. Which is like that (laughs) makes it that broadens the scope of holy F. This is bigger than we realize. How do you
0: how do you combat that? If it's such a innate belief. That right. they're willing to admit it. And that's where, yeah. And that's wow. where
1: the police, and that's why it's so important to report these things. And I have the chills like just thinking about it because, and I was like, I was getting kind of emotional reading it because it's like, this is where the community really does make a difference. Mm. Like, it really is community outreach and changing how people are raised as a community and like... I could, like, cry right now, but it's just, like, (laughs) it's upsetting. It's also powerful to know that this could really change the world and, like, Black Lives Matter movement, like, talking about these things, you know, Um, podcasts, like, stories, books. There's so many, so much research and whatnot that says that it's so important to talk about it and to change, like, that's how you change people's minds is from a young age. And people, I mean, there are stories, of course, of people going and getting their, like, racist tattoos covered up and whatnot because they were raised one way and learned Mm -hmm. the other,
0: but that doesn't change the fact that this is still happening right yeah and I feel like that's like why we're talking about it and it is important especially as um like white people like I feel like for so long like I felt like you know white people aren't like they're not the ones that are supposed to be talking about it but especially even like when we were talking about our other episodes about like um rape and sexual assault like Why is it on the victims and survivors to fix the problem? Yep. And I I like that you're saying. Like, um, I feel like having open communication and it not being such like a um, taboo subject. Like that is how things get changed, and that is how people's minds get opened. And like, how are you? How do you expect things to get better if no one's, if not the community? as a whole is doing step or taking steps. Yeah. Tempor- you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it the Einstein quote is like the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. And
1: yeah. And um, I was just going to say real quick that the penalties of these things, of course, is also upsetting a very state to state. And I don't have every it's like every case is different in terms of how they get charged. Um, so they can like I, most of them are most of the time it's considered a felony, which means more than one year in prison. Some states have penalty enhancements, which like, okay, um, so yes, this is a hate crime assault, but they also, you know, Uh, plan this out and they talk to other people and they have all this evidence that they've been like this for a long time and that they're very strongly it wasn't like a slip Mm -hmm. like oh quote-unquote slip right I'm not saying it's acceptable but like that wouldn't be their defense like their defensive it accidentally came out or I didn't mean it like that it's like Oh really? Then why do you have all of these anti books, Mm -hmm. and why do you have all these anti blogs, and why are you part of this community? And what about these tattoos and your so? Those Mm -hmm. are those enhancements, um, which then raise the level of offense Um, from a federal level. Any kind of bias motive, or excuse me, these hate crimes can result in ten years to life in prison, and sometimes even punishable by death. Oh dang! Which of course, that at that point is a state thing because yeah. it's by state it's mm-hmm. not federally mandated for the death penalty um i have some hate crime statistics including by location oh okay which i think you're going to be quite surprised and we'll talk about that Ooh. um so this was in 2019 the when they looked at all the states in terms of number of hate crimes reported guess where number one was california yep california it Had there was 1,221. Second state, New York. Did you look at my notes? No. Or did just, you read about this? I'm
0: just going off of population and diversity. I yes. mean, like, no offense to uh, like Idaho, but <laughs> if you have a really low population and it's not diverse, you're it's going to be harder to have hate crimes. True. True. And so, number one, California.
1: Second one, New York, was 618. The third was New Jersey. Fourth is Washington. Fifth is Texas. And then the list goes on, obviously. Um, but what I was... Oh, there were zero hate crimes reported in Alabama. Mm. There were six in Wyoming and 10 in Arkansas. And then they go on to list those. So here's the thing. When you think like, oh, wow, like that means like all this hate crime is happening in California and New York. No. This is the number of cases reported. reported. So this is where I was realizing, A, not all jurisdictions accept those reports, basically, right? Um, and they don't always report. B, I would interpret this actually as places where people feel that they can report safely.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. So that's like a different perspective, Mm -hmm. right? So who's just because you have zero hate crimes reported in Alabama, you really think there's zero hate crimes
0: happening in Alabama? I mean, we could talk about the history of the southern states. Right. (laughs) So
1: that's my point. So that's like, If it's, if some, and for the other states where if it's not a law, then why are they going to take it as a report? Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it's like, there's clearly things like besides just the psychology, sociology, all that, there are some very easy, simple things that I would think are very like, uh, what do they call? No nonsense, like very logical things that we can do as Mm -hmm. a country, (laughs) including making it just across the board. Mm -hmm. Let's just make this like every state has the same laws. And you are required to, um, you know, document and track these cases. And even within those states, not every law enforcement has the tracking ability. So why Mm -hmm. not make that federally, like, available to every law enforcement? But then that goes into the conversation about all the crimes that are committed, that they don't test, Mm -hmm. run it against their federal, they only run Mm -hmm. it against the state. And so you have these people who are continuing to get out of jail and they'll continue to do these things because you're never, ever stopping them at their core. From what their motivation is, which is that bias towards a specific group, yeah, and their their target—I don't like the word target, but like their victim list or who they're going after—is essentially endless because
0: we're mm-hmm. in a nation, mm-hmm. and our dogs are very uh, <laughs> anti-crime. <anti-care laughs> <laughs> they're like, we'll get them, yeah,
1: um, and um. I was just going to say, and then the other thing that I found, which is from justice.gov, is goes into a whole breakdown of a number of like single bias incidences versus the bias motivation categories for these single bias incidences of why, you know, they attacked somebody or committed this hate crime. Um, The majority are based on race, ethnicity, ancestry. The second is religion. Religion. And the third is sexual orientation. And then it goes into gender identity, which is at 2.7%. Sorry, I should back up. Race, ethnicity, and ancestry is fifty-seven point six percent of cases. Yeah. Over half. Religion was twenty percent. Sexual orientation is sixteen point seven percent. Gender identity two point seven. Disabilities two percent. And then gender alone was zero point nine percent. Meaning like
0: Yeah, I feel like that'd probably be the hardest one.
1: There was a case I read where a woman went into a male's gym locker room and shot several people and killed them because she had been wronged by men her whole life. Oh, That is also a hate crime. I was going to ask you about that
0: because I was wondering if gender alone was considered a hate crime. Yes. Mm, Interesting. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And so it's like... um, And then they go into... Offenses by category, so crimes against people. There are like, in, I think it was twenty nineteen. There are around eight thousand five hundred fifty two hate crime offenses reported. Sixty four point four percent were against people, thirty two were against property, and two point eight were against society,
0: which I am guessing
1: is like terrorism. I'm, oh. I would assume. Wow. Um. I didn't. I mean, I didn't go into detail on that, but that's what I am guessing that means. For the non-offenders. There were six thousand four hundred and six known offenders. Um, this is where the conversation can be very uh, careful wording and whatnot, right? So of they break it down by race of the offenders. Mm. So of the six thousand four hundred and six known offenders, fifty two point five percent were white. twenty three point nine percent were black or African American, and fourteen point six percent. Um, were categorized under race or unknown, and then they just go into for the unknowns what they're not. So they, I guess, oh. when you're when you don't report what race you are, or they don't replay, report what race that person is, then they say they're not this, not this, not this. So I'm not going to go into that, but, um, and then by location type, it looks like most of those hate crimes occurred at people's home. Ooh, so 24.6%, okay. 18% occurred on highways, roads, alleys, and streets and sidewalks. So that's like oh road God. rage, like in public. Uh, 9% occurred at schools or colleges. 4.7% happened in parking lots or um, garages. 4.4% took place in churches, synagogues, or temples and mosques. And um, there's other or unknown reported for the remaining eleven point two or for 11.2% of those. And then the remaining 27.3% took place at other or multiple locations. Wow. For those crimes that were reported. So what I was going to say is what's very, um, I find uncomfortable personally because it's it's just a difficult conversation. We're talking about crimes against people for their protected class, including race, color is one of those. And yet we're talking and breaking it down of the offenders by their
0: race. color and race
1: <laughs> so it's very like it's I feel like we're fighting fire with fire and like a really like there's I don't know how to, how it how can because it this can be, be broken down yeah
0: it can be easily misused of like well see like so-and-so group is doing it too like it's not right. just like the white people but I think that's what you have to remember and for me personally, I usually think of hate crimes as just a race-based thing. Yeah. But hate crimes, yeah, they cover so many different uh, categories of people that yeah. it's not strictly just race. Correct. And people hate other people for, unfortunately, multitude of reasons. And hating them legally is not the crime. Doing something
1: because you hate them is mm-hmm. the crime. Not saying that we're not promoting hate. I'm just saying... That's the difficult, definitive difference. Someone can yell at you, call you names, do all these things. That's not a hate crime. But if they threaten to hurt you, kill you, you know, um, or actually do something in that scope and they t-
0: you are, you know, targeted because of that, that is absolutely a hate crime. Can you get in trouble, though, if you yell at someone a racial slur? Um,
1: I think no. Okay. I think as a society, you're going to get your ass beat because as you should, um, but I think that, that it could itself be like is a first speech. amendment hate speech. Like you still have, you still are allowed to, to say whatever you want period. First amendment, unless it's a threat against somebody. So if you say you, you know, bad name, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hurt you. Get out of here. You blank. That's hate crime because that's a threat. I'm not a lawyer, but that's what no, I've okay. read. So that's basically, like it should be, I'm not saying it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I agree. It should be illegal to say these things, but then you're getting into the territory yeah. of First Amendment rights and what to believe and not to believe. Yeah. So that's where it gets kind of dangerous in that regard from a constitutional standpoint. Yes.
0: So, Although the First Amendment is that the government can't make laws infringing Your free speech. So I think that's where you can get in trouble of like, you know, like saying fire in a crowded whatever that was a Supreme Uh, Court case that you can't. And that's another I think because hate crimes are, I think, hard to prove. I think um, like free speech cases are hard to prove. Yeah. Um, But I think there are some lines you can't cross you know, like, I don't know. I think that's a hard one, too. Because. Uh, yeah. So
1: the United States does not have hate speech laws um, since the U.S. Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that laws criminalizing hate speech violate violate the guarantee
0: of the freedom of speech in the First Amendment. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, it sucks, it's not. But it's it, like, I feel like
1: it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't make sense in what we're trying to say, but under the law if yeah, you say you that, can't, can't be said, make
0: laws yeah infringing on correct speech correct but
1: if it's the threat or conspiracy against or you say you're going to kill someone then yeah 100% that's not okay dang that's illegal cuz that's a i mean that alone hate crime or yeah. not hate crime that's illegal too you can't threaten, you can't threaten people. people yeah dang. So that's the background here <laughs> of Ooh. what we're what what our nation is
0: going through as a whole. I will say another thing that I thought of when you were talking about like the minimum sentencing. Mm-hmm. And that it's like a whole other thing of like prison, our prison system isn't really meant to reform. And guess where some of the biggest hate groups reside is prison. So right. you're probably Almost like, hey, like, you committed this hate crime. We proved it. You're going to jail for a year or whatever. You go meet up with your homies that are, like, hardcore. Like, hey, these are my people. And then they instill in you, like, no, you were right. Yeah. And and then you get released back out into society. That's a great point. What are they doing about hate crimes in the prison system? That would probably be a good episode in (laughs) and of itself. Well, because that's what they say. I mean, uh, surprise, I haven't been to prison. (laughs) But they say it's, like, so segregated based yeah. on, I think the biggest one's probably race. But yeah. there might be, like, religion and other things, too. But Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, if you watched any crime show, I know it's a dramatization, but Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of all of them right now. But there are <laughs> other ones, too. And it is like that. And I actually know people who've been to jail. I think jail and prison, it's the same. People, they, were from what I've heard gravitate towards those like the easiest way regard like you're not going to interview everybody like what crime did you commit (laughs) so their fastest way is to go with like look like like Mm -hmm. but that apparently also means hate everybody else yeah which is obviously not good that's horrible so and the majority of them americans are not like this the united states maybe even the world of course we're talking about the u.s because this is where we live of the world is full of other stuff as well which i'm sure Every country has its battles that it's going through for these things.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, too, the irony of America from the beginning has been setting out to have equality and freedoms. And I think the American struggle is accepting that that wasn't and in many ways still isn't the thing. But I think, and why so many people think America... Like it's like why people want to immigrate here or like Mm -hmm. move here is because of that idea of diversity. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of other countries are just now more recently experiencing influxes of immigration from different areas. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's like kind of like that different. I've heard stories kind of like hate crimes or like not accepting. Of other people because it's like, well, it's always been this way. Yeah. And so you can't come here. And it could be
1: nations that have had historical battles and wars and all that. It could be nations. It could be like is that gender identity, sexual identity? Like not every country in the world is accepting of, you know, um, a a different sexual orientation than the standard. Mm I don't, I don't know all the all the different types, but (laughs) the point is, the U.S. is actually quite progressive in that way. You know, and so it's it's just interesting to see how far the U.S. alone has grown, Mm
0: -hmm. and yet we still have so far to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to talk about it. It's like um, one of the – I'm not going to – I don't know the exact quote, but um, a quote that I really like that I'll paraphrase from James Baldwin is that, like, um, you know, I love my country so much that I'm willing to critique it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. – Yeah, it's not saying that it's like a shitty country or, or, you know, like I feel like that's people get so defensive of their country, like when they hear their fellow country people talking bad about it. Yeah. Or like bringing up like, hey, like we could improve on this. And it's, it's not like first, it's not a direct attack against that or to that person. No. And second of all, it's not saying that I like I hate my country because I recognize we're not doing so well in this area. Yeah. You know? So it's like, people need to get it over themselves. Yeah. (laughs) In my opinion. Yeah. And, because that just shuts down any conversation. It does. When people get defensive, it shuts down the conversation. Because no one wants to talk to someone who's being defensive or taking it personally. Yeah. Don't take, yeah. The personalization of, entire like, very broad, ideological, ideological things they you, like that's not something you take i don't know how, it's how just does like this,
1: sound, this sounds very similar to our conversation we had a couple weeks ago
0: dude i kept when i was doing my research for this i kept drawing parallels it's it's i have a little uh, maybe it's because just because human if you nature. probably were to go
1: into i mean okay so maybe now looking back we were kind of anti not anti let me back up when we were a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about how men tend to be um, defensive. defensive, technically that's focusing on one group of gender, which is, and we're not hating or saying anything horrible. It's just that same concept. I wonder if, like in general crimes, if hate crimes are mostly by men, and therefore it would make well, sense that, that would- they fall under the same category of crimes by men and men collectively being defensive.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean it's depends on what like how we we're talking about like what the definition or like the motivations of rape. Yeah. And if it most likely is a combination of like like domination, like violence and sexual desire, then it is like in an instance of a man sexually assaulting a woman, I mean that is part of it is the um like sexual orientation on the man's part and like the gender. Yeah. In general. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, c- and then maybe that's why they, it is a defensive topic because whereas we are the women, like we can speak about it generally and broadly, but we're not, like if I'm talking about it with a man, I'm not, like I'll talk about it, but I'm not saying that he is that. Right. But maybe it's the broad, talking of, like, oh, well, men... Generalizations. Yeah, so maybe it's the same thing of, like, in terms of, like, hate crimes, like, it's white people get more defensive because it's usually only thought of as, like, white people perpetuating crimes against minorities. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Another, yeah. You know, so I don't... Maybe that's something, the psychology.
1: Yeah, like the why the... Why the defense? I mean, technically, I mean, it is saying that there are white, you know, majority are white males targeting. And so if those conversations are being had with white males, it definitely depends on how people approach those conversations, too. Yeah, you can't be like, white
0: men are,
1: yeah, but it's exactly it would be great as a society if instead of being defensive towards these things, we were able to take ownership That you're not like that. The secret word is ownership. That you're not the problem. Yeah. And that you can be part of the solution. And to recognize there is a difference in those
0: things. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like, I've, like, you know, these topics are hard to discuss, like, you know, sexual assault, hate crimes, these really dark topics, but... I don't, I don't take it personally if, I don't know, because it's like, I know that I'm in my intentions, like are not bad. So, you know, I mean, I guess that depends on too, like who you're speaking with, if they're also coming from open heart. I mean, and
1: just to like, take a broader step back, like just to acknowledge, like, yes, we are two white women who are not look like we 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 know that there's a stigma against <laughs> white women and thinking that, oh they're gonna solve everybody's problems here you mm-hmm. know whatever we recognize that we are not that those people and. We are here to talk about it because we care about
0: it. Yeah, but we do recognize that we can be part of the solution. Right,
1: exactly. But we're not – I'm just saying like there's a lot of like that save the f- savior like – like, like fake woke white savior. Like, you, oh, like you poor things. Like, like we'll you, help you. Yeah. Like it's, not like that. But. No, absolutely. And that we come from a place – I know a lot of my family doesn't understand privilege. Just going to say that. But the concept of being, of being privileged and being able to have this conversation – Mm -hmm. And not be defensive because we're typically not a targeted community Mm -hmm. in that way.
0: Yeah. I think that's important to recognize too. And um, yeah, it's like white privilege doesn't mean that you haven't had it easy in other ways. It's just that you haven't had to worry about people judging you based on your skin color. I mean, that's all it means. I mean, yeah, there's a lot more.
1: (laughs) I would say there's more to it even than that. Like from like an socioeconomic standpoint, there's like a lot of good videos online. I feel like this is like a separate discussion. But just, yeah, I just wanted to at least mention that as like a side comment. Like we recognize and we see that and we're not arrogant or ignorant to that. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about these things, it's strictly from a place of, love for our community and wanting you know there to not be violence like mm-hmm. we said in a couple yeah. weeks ago in a perfect world our podcast wouldn't exist mm-hmm. but we talk about these things because we want to help that conversation stay stay alive to as long as those problems exist we're going to keep the conversation going because if you don't talk about it nothing will ever change
0: mm-hmm. yeah and the another parallel that I was um noticing between our episode on sexual assault and rape was the idea of, um, like men should be part of the solution yeah. and the same thing as like with hate crimes and like equality, the majority group, which for America is white, like the white people should be part of the solutions Mm -hmm. and moving society forward. So it's not like, I don't know. But
1: to be, and that's where it goes into it, right? I... Generally speaking, it seems that a lot of America, a lot of the U.S. doesn't recognize there's a problem and therefore there can't be a solution until you recognize that there's something that needs to be solved. Yes. Which is why we're talking about this. (laughs) Full circle. So clearly there are, this is a problem. Just like all of our other episodes, like there are many problems that need to be addressed and we don't have the time or resources to solve them all ourselves, but at least maybe someone will listen who can Mm -hmm. and who helps. And it takes the community, like the like law enforcement was, you know, or the justice department was saying on their website, like it's not nobody can do this alone. Mm -hmm. It's not a single organization. It's not a single, you know, um, it's a it's a collective recognition and moving towards that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Now your turn. Okay. (laughs) Um, Hello. All right. so I kind of have more specifics on the recent um, rise of hate crime. Oh, Jesus. Again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the recent crimes against the Asian American and Pacific Islander groups. Um According to an NPR article I saw, um, L.A. County has seen a 100% rise in Asian American hate crimes from 2019 into 2020. Wow. Um, but, and this is, again, goes back to what's actually reported. Those specific numbers are 7 to 15 registered hate crimes. And from what I was listening to an episode of The Daily that was talking about this, um, It's very hard, at least for like Asian American hate crimes was what the reporter was saying to classify them as hate crimes. Um, And I think even more recently, um, because I don't know, it's hard to maybe say why, but I guess... Spit it out. I know. I'm just like, how did she, how did the reporter describe it? I guess she was saying that it's harder to um, classify it as a hate crime because someone running up and punching an Asian American and then running away, you know, like that's, that's exactly, that's why I'm glad we talked about the laws of it first
1: because they would have to actually go investigate that criminal or the mm-hmm. perpetrator, right? And see, do they have anti-Asian blogs, mm-hmm. books, gr- part of a group or something like
0: that? Yeah, because you could have that hatred in your heart, but if you're not outwardly displaying it in other ways that can be traced, yeah, it's hard to say like, oh, because you punched that person, it was because of this, right. if there's nothing else. And so I think she was saying, especially in this rise of hate crimes um, towards Asian Americans because of... Uh, it's mostly been because of COVID in the last year and it originating in China, um, that it's harder because the people um, committing these crimes don't necessarily have that same, you know, affiliation of maybe like a neo-Nazi or something that's very organized. Very visible. And very visible. So I think that's the challenge. Um, And what i was also hearing too is that the asian american community has been it's a very it's different in terms of like whether or not like depending on the time if they're classified as white like sometimes they are sometimes they're not oh in like, terms that's in what just the general
1: society of well like the statistics they're saying by i didn't think color i didn't realize color would be a like a part like a separated group but That's what they're saying. So
0: it's
1: gender or race. Wow. Race, ethnicity, color. Mm -hmm. So they could be, those could be happening and they're in different categories. Yeah. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Just like in general. Yeah. Like the, some, from somewhat of what I was reading, it was kind of like, like Asian Americans kind of get, they're not at the forefront of, like racial crimes or like hate crimes because they they do kind of in the general society how they're perceived it's like sometimes they're just kind of mixed into the general population there's not as much distinction mm-hmm. of like oh that's the Asian American like I don't know how to describe it but like in the way of not
1: bringing a lot of attention to their yes. own community hmm Is that what you're kind of? Yeah. So it's whereas um, like Black Lives Matter has brought a lot of attention to their own, you know, to that to that specific community from different groups, not just, you know, black Americans, white Americans, everybody. Um, It seems that that has not been the case for if we're going to talk about. I also, I'm really bad with knowing ethnicity versus race versus nationality. I understand nationality, but bringing that to the discussion, that that hasn't really been the case for a lot of Asian Americans. In, and this is the other thing I was gonna talk about and I forgot, in the media.
0: Yes, that's what I think I mean. Like,
1: yeah. So the media, and this is, thank you for, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because, like, we are, I think I wrote this down, like, we're at the burden of what the media tells us to care about. Yes. And what's actually happening versus what the media is reporting is most of the time not the same thing. hmm So it's not to say that these crimes against Asian Americans haven't been happening. Yes, 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 exactly. And that's, it's I think, just, what you're basically yeah. saying. And now it's being brought to light, kicking and screaming, right? Like, what does it take to get media attention to address this? Yes, Cause it doesn't seem that anything gets addressed until it hits media, Mm -hmm. whether it be social media or the news, you know, and whatnot.
0: Yeah. That's thank you. (laughs) I I knew where you were going. I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of that. Um, although according to politifact.com, the year 2020 had overall been more violent in like just anyway,
1: which is kind of
0: surprising but Like, people know. violent towards each other? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I guess you just get cooped up for too long or something. Yikes. Because I thought it would have gone down if people weren't, like, out as much. Yeah, it just depends but, on what type of crime we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, like, domestic violence, I'm assuming, and yeah. stuff, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then there's another group called... Um, this, or no, it's not a group. Um, the Center for Study of Hate and Extremism said that anti Asian American hate crimes, and then I underlined this, it reported to the police increased 149% between 2019 and 2020. Um, and then the group called um, AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islander, um, it's called Stop AAPI. Hate. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> did I say that right? Yeah, I felt like I said it backwards. Yeah, um, you good. They personally had received over uh, or around 3,800 hateful incidents reports, and most of those were targeted towards women. Mm. Um, and then also experts say that hate crimes are severely underreported, and from what you were talking about and what we've talked about before, it's not surprising. Um, however, in the same time period, this article said it's more telling because overall during the time, hate crimes in general have gone down 7%, but we're seeing this huge rise of Asian American Pacific Islander hate crimes. Um, well also if you think about
1: it, like we're, I think this is also what you were saying is that. In this statistic, for example, from justice.gov, race, ethnicity, ancestry are all combined.
0: Mm, yeah. So they're
1: not separating it out necessarily by group in this context. And I'm sure you'd have to do some pretty... I was trying to do some more digging and it was really difficult, mm-hmm. um, at least from what I could see, to find that broken down by which group is most affected. Because at the end of the day, we don't want any groups to be affected. Yeah. So it is all the same bigger picture but to combat that you need to have the specialized solution for each group because it's not all
0: the same yeah isn't that Mm -hmm. ironic yeah (laughs) um all right so that was just kind of some of the um stats i had Mm -hmm. um historically surprise um do 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 this is so here are some uh discrimination towards uh asian americans done by the u.s government um there's the page act of 1875 which banned immigration of chinese women to the u.s because during the uh, 1840s and the gold rush and the building of the continental railroads a lot of chinese men immigrated to do that work and the idea or the perception or stereotype was that, like, the Chinese women were immoral and doing a lot of prostitution in uh, the U.S. So that's why they banned the Chinese women, according to them. Wow. Um, so that pay, the Page Act was named after a U.S. representative named Horace F. Page. Uh, he was a... Uh, Person, well, I won't say that the parties change philosophies over time. Yeah. So he was representing California because this is where most of the Chinese immigrants were um, living. He said that this act would quote end the danger of cheap Chinese labor and immoral Chinese women. And also, uh, I think another topic that it would be its own other thing is. Uh, medical racism so this also played a part in the act the american medical association believed that chinese immigrants were quote or that they quote carried distinct uh germs to which they were uh, immune but from which white people would die if exposed wow so i just wrote imagine that some foreign people coming to a land and killing, killing all the people
1: with their disease that they brought because they just happened to have immunity to it. That's literally what happened when Europe em- immigrated to yeah. America and then killed all the Native Americans, like millions of Native Americans, I'm assuming millions, I'm terrible with history. Yeah, no, I think it probably Native is on Americans. the
0: scale. Yeah, but it's... Same, same. It's like, oh, it's fine that we did that, but now that we're here... We don't want other people doing that to us. But and also it's like, I don't know if that's I mean, that is what happens in general when you travel
1: and go to new places. And that's I mean, that's also just goes to show not understanding how medicine and science works. We are in the 1870s. That's yeah, insane. But then here we are today. (laughs) Same exact. Has anything changed? I mean, a majority of America, I would say in the United States doesn't believe that. Or realizes that's not the case but the parallels mm-hmm. 1800s to the 2020s
0: that's the same is that not yeah, being same? violent towards and that's the thing too is like the like covid started from what we know in china but then it's like the it's indiscriminate discrimination against anyone who looks like Asian in quotes, right? You know, so it's not even nece- like broken down because by nationality. that's where that came from. Yeah. Which is like, it, uh, it's yeah, upsetting. I don't know. Ugh. Anyway, so then that's followed up by the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1822. Uh, That prohibited all immigration of Chinese laborers, and that is the first and only U.S. law to have been implemented to prevent all members of a specific ethnic or national group from immigrating to the United States. Wow. Ironically or not, however you want to look at it, it was not repealed until 1943 by the Magansan Act, which allowed 105 Chinese people to enter per year. So good on us. What? Um, That's a sarcastic. I was yeah. In case people (laughs) don't know, Katie's sarcasm. Um, like where'd they even get that number? One hundred and five. Anyways, um, that was not fully repealed until the Immigration and Nationality Act of nineteen fifty two, which abolished direct racial barriers. But I mean, throughout history, we still continue to discriminate. Immigration, you know, based on where people are from. Um, so, wait, you're saying the 1950s, the
1: immigration
0: based on race was repealed? Yes. You can't say, well, and that's the thing because more recently, certain Muslims from certain countries were banned from coming to the U.S. So, but I guess that's not a ra- direct racial barriers. I mean, that's a religious barrier. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what that means. Like where the law And I don't know if that cuz I think that was an executive order. I don't know if that was maybe overturned because this law was like, "Hey, like you can't do that." I'd have to look into that more. I was just going to comment on the fact that segregation didn't end until 1964.
1: So, oh. meanwhile, people aren't coming in or we are saying you can come America, not yeah. we as in Katie and I. We, America is saying, United States is saying, oh, you can come in, and yet we're going to keep things separate. I in didn't even the US. think about that.
0: That is very strange. It's all fucked.
1: Yeah. It's so, like, there's no, it, there is, I, I think as humans, we want to put a reason on things, but there is no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just f- absolutely effed up. It's like almost being blind to, like, what's actually happening in the country. It's like, oh, no, like, you guys can That's come in different. now. It's different. Yeah. We've got a handle on that. Like it's segregated, it's fine. Which is like,
1: are you, are you kidding me? And that just goes to show too the, um, the horrible, probably collective under thought, collective thought that these aren't people as a community. Mm-hmm. These are different categories of people mm-hmm. that they are that the nation is separating out. Like yes. To these, um, you know, ethnicities, races, nation- no, nationalities, but no to these ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not even, that's just legally.
0: Yeah. This isn't, and what people are actually doing. What are people
1: actually doing? And just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge distinction that I think we should make here too. Just yeah. because it's not illegal to say, have hate speech, doesn't make it right. Mm hmm. So there's a big difference.
0: It's just what 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 gets done with you, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but I said that was ironic that this exclusion act wasn't repealed partially until 1943, mm-hmm. because while that was repealed, we had 120,000 Japanese uh, people living in the U.S in concentration camps. So that's another, like, here, like, we'll let 105 Chinese people in per year, but meanwhile, we've rounded up all of the Japanese Americans living in California and put them into concentration camps.
1: Again, in parallel, Black Americans are still not,
0: are still um, segregated Mm -hmm. in the nation, so... (laughs) And not only that, but... Black Americans are fighting in World War II, I mean segregated, but also fighting. That's just like what boggles my mind is they're fighting for the freedoms and protection of the United States, knowing that when they go back, they will not not have those freedoms that they're they're fighting for. Yeah, I mean, there's even cases of um, like black men coming back from World War II and getting the shit beat out of them because they're wearing a U.S. military uniform because the people were like, you don't deserve to wear that. So, I mean, so, and then in 1940, so Pearl Harbor happens in 1941 where the Japanese government bombs and attacks Pearl Harbor, which is a U.S. like Navy hub. Side note. This was, Hawaii was not a state until 1959, so this was just the U.S. Uh, like having some territory in Hawaii um, at that point. Wow. So after that, in 1942, uh, FDR signs an executive order that uh, calls for the internment of more than 125,000 Japanese people. 62% were actual U.S. citizens and 112,000 of them were on the West Coast.
1: And what year was that? 1942.
0: Which is like
1: very closely in parallel with the concentration camps in Nazi territories. Yeah, and it's just like... So how is that, like this is where we're talking <laughs> about where it's like U.S. can't just blow gloss over the fact that when the U.S. acts like everything's better, this or that, like this is horrible.
0: Yeah, it's this, this idea of this Amer- American same. exceptionalism kind of pisses me off because, yes, there are great things that America has done. There is also some very terrible things that America has done. Both are right. You, It's not one or the other. Right. Th- they're both true. Yeah, we have to recognize our past, and this isn't even that... I mean, the Holocaust, these intern... Like, this wasn't... It wasn't even
1: 100 years ago.
0: People are still alive that went through that. Yeah. You know, so... And we're not sure... And it's not to the people who are like, why are you living in the past? Why are you
1: bringing this back up? Because in order to have a a
0: healthier future, you can't repeat... History will repeat itself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can see other... Like, it happening in other countries. Like, China has these education program camps for like muslim chinese people you know there's like countless other examples you you know that are happening right now um you know so if you don't know about it how can you combat against it you know um the the thought was that these japanese americans were somehow loyal to japan and not the u.s and that they were going to um like leak information or be spies or something Mm. but whatever um which is like yeah that's that's coming up on the paranoia right that's Mm -hmm. like pre-paranoia era yes and um hawaii was about one-third uh japanese at that time but america only well i'm saying only they interned about uh Twelve hundred to eighteen hundred, uh, and at that point it would have been Japanese Hawaiians. So right. it wasn't even, Amer- I don't know. That's just crazy. Do do do. But not to discount the other things, um, there was also compulsory relocation of ten thousand Italian Americans and restricted the movement of more than 600,000 Italian-Americans nationwide. This was allowed under the same executive order. And about 11,500 people of German ancestry were also interned in these camps. Uh, Some ethnic Germans were also evicted from coastal cities, both on the east and west coast, for fear of them being spies. Wow. Um, for California, because most of the Japanese Americans or Japanese um, nationals were living in California, mm-hmm. um, any, it was, con- you were considered Japanese or Japanese American if you were one 16th or more of Japanese heritage. So, I mean, that That's has a its, huge
1: amount of people. Yeah. To, but, but
0: also to define it, like, uh, like, let's see your family tree um that also has its roots too in um the like slavery times of like who was considered a slave or black or african as well um and the dude colonel carl ben Bennettston who was the architect behind the program said he thought that anyone with quote one drop of japanese blood should be um Uh, in these camps. My gosh. Um so by nineteen forty I'm sorry, no, I was just grunting. (laughs) Anger. Um by nineteen forty four, the Supreme Court had ruled um a loyal citizen cannot be detained, which started to uh the started the process of releasing the um the Japanese Americans that were in these camps. But the Supreme Court avoided ruling on the issue of incarceration of U.S. citizens without due process. So I guess that still hasn't been decided of whether that's legal or not. So I think that's kind of what you were exactly saying of knowing our history because from what I, I mean, this was just one ruling, but if they avoided ruling on that then, was that in the future of like, well, we might have to do this again yeah, type of thing? Um, in 1980, there was uh, a lot of pressure from Japanese American, uh, citizens that were, you know, cause, so basically the, um, when the Supreme Court ruled that, and it was kind of towards the end of the war anyway, mm-hmm. um, they basically just, the security guards of the camps just left one day and they're like, you, okay, bye. Like you guys can do whatever. And, um. Oh, my gosh. So it was, like, never recognized, no no apology. like Restitution. You know, it was like, this was what we had to do, you know, all legally sound. Um, But by 1980, there was a lot of pressure on the U.S. government to at least apologize. So President Jimmy Carter um, opened an investigation to determine if the decision uh, to intern Japanese-Americans was justified. Um, The commission was called the Commission on Wartime Relocation and Internment of Civilians. The title of the actual report was Personal Justice Denied, and they found little evidence of Japanese disloyalty and concluded that the incarceration had been a product of racism. And you they think? <laughs> and they also recommended the government pay reparations. That's so, what I meant, reparations, not restitution. Uh, same,
1: Kind of same thing? Similar. Question it means mark. making good... Or giving an equivalent for some
0: injury. But I'm going to say reparations is probably more right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that happened in 1990 or 1988. That's Uh, not that long ago. I know. President Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, which uh, formally apologized and paid $20,000 to each former interned person who was still alive. Um, uh, A quote that I really liked from this, the actual legislation said that the actions of the government was based on, quote, racial prejudice, war hysteria, and a failure of political leadership. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. I think that is true today, too. Mm -hmm. And so um, the locations of these camps were California, Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Arkansas, and Wyoming, and wait, wait, wait!
1: Arkansas and Wyoming—those mm-hmm. are still where the—I'm pretty sure Arkansas is on that list where the hate crimes are still not defined. Hmm.
0: So yeah. Um. Sorry, I was just. Oh, like... Oh no, 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 I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe that's why they chose it. I don't know. Um, we. I get. I don't think this is like super locating us, but because California had the highest. Um, Population of Japanese and Japanese Americans. We California had several of the camps, mm-hmm. um, and I've actually been to one of them. Mm-hmm. It's called Manzanar. It's outside, kind of like the deserty outside of Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in Southern California, it's kind of like if you're going to drive up to Reno or Tahoe, you kind of that's one of the routes you'll actually go by it, mm-hmm. um, and that's. I mean, that's something I think all Americans should go see. There's not much left of it, obviously. I feel like societies have a tendency to take down, like, embarrassing historical yeah. artifacts. But they have some recreations. And you can still see, like, the outlines of the different um, buildings. But they have, um, like, some memorials set up. And um, it's a very good... Because I've gone a couple times. In the most recent time, they've really... Um, done uh, done it up a lot so it's like a legit full-on mu- museum there's a lot of um like information and you can kind of go walk around and see all the different um there's like, like memorials artif- kind yeah. Of thing yeah artifacts you kind of start and it's it's ironic but interesting because uh, you know it is a lot based on racism and stuff and so that's kind of how you you enter the um exhibit with just seeing like like national headlines saying like using racial slurs and very like offensive stereotypical like cartoons Mm. and you can hear like the radio reports of it happening and another part of this was that these people were taken from their homes and from their buildings and businesses and they weren't given any of that back so not only were they interned in these camps when they were released they had nowhere to go their homes had been taken their businesses had been like they literally had nothing and so and then not until 1988 does the government give them anything it's like I'm sorry you know trauma and
1: everything else and then their families and everything else that they went through I
0: that's
1: mind i want to say mind-blowing but it's like just beyond
0: yeah and i mean that's not and i mean italian americans were also very heavily discriminated against too and you know the fact that you know america and its allies won world war ii i feel like that might have even given like credence to these acts at the time of, you know, so and it's not like, like they
1: protected themselves and therefore won the war kind of. Yes,
0: thing. like we were right. And so can you imagine these groups that have been displaced trying to re-enter society? No, you know, it's not like a it's- stigma
1: is still there. And these are where probably the stereotype that's not sorry, not to deter, but where do these stereotypes come from? Who decided these things? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a select few that then propagated this. Mm -hmm. at some point probably the people in power to keep power yeah exactly feeling threatened doesn't make it okay Mm -hmm. but that's likely where this is all coming from yeah yeah and that's god there's i mean as you can see just with the law itself there's so many protected i say protected classes but it's just like a protected groups of people who have been affected like these wouldn't be laws mm-hmm, exactly and we po- we don't possibly have enough time to cover every single thing we, we don't our podcast isn't set up for covering every single mm-hmm. class and everything but there are like probably thousands of hours that could be spent on this alone to discuss how many people have been affected and how many stories and how many groups it's like it's hard to like, I feel like we're in a court and like playing an accordion right now of topics of, you know, focusing on this. And then it's like, but, you know, there is a broader spectrum, but like we're mm-hmm. focusing on this, but there is more mm-hmm. to the story. So it's just like we recognize that like yeah. we can't possibly cover every single. Just because you, you bounced around from a couple of different. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, discussions. That's that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. So we see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if did you have anything else? No, just that. I don't think.
1: I don't considering the how fresh the law itself of hate crime has come into U.S. history. It just goes to show. Um, I don't believe. I, I I let me back up. I strongly believe or suspect that none of this is new, as we can see, mm-hmm. and. For all the good progress that has been made, like there's always going to be something, of course, left over. But you can't just just because you you know clean something up. So to, for lack of better terms, anecdotally, doesn't mean you can't address what's left over. Like there is not a good enough mm-hmm. status of things. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like we were saying too. I, I just so blows my mind like I don't think that this specific in this specific topic um the recent increase of Asian Americans being attacked I know that there's groups and those communities exist which is super good they're the ones reporting and telling the police hey there's a rise in these numbers but I don't think that I just to give credit to that I don't almost I would I would suspect that this has been happening yeah and that it's just recently being publicized yeah and that's not to say I, I just just to not discredit that concept that oh like, it, like it's not suddenly new yeah. this isn't new information it's just newly publicized
0: mm-hmm.
1: newly in the media you know and it's just I, I can only i can't imagine working for the media to make these headlines and stories even over the years, mm-hmm. from like those racial time, like, you know, racist times to now where they are talking about, oh, like blocking immigration from certain places due to X, Y, and Z. And then now backtracking and saying, oh God, look at we, like, like not taking ownership of possibly the fact that these crimes, these hate crimes are associated with that discussion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm wording yeah. that really weird, but... Someone has to take ownership somewhere. Yeah. And it's hard to say because we're a collective, you know, s- country. It's the United States. But until we address that and take ownership, it's not – I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point. But <laughs> it's just – I don't know. This is us trying, to, trying yeah. to do that right now,
0: I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I feel like yeah, there hasn't been much reckoning on a national scale of the past in our um, – like, different uh, racist policies, you know? Like, there's yeah. other countries have, like... I know if Australia had done... I mean, not that it, like, changes it, but I think, like you were saying, at least the recognition of... Like, I think Australia had a commission and stuff about the their mistreatment of the indigenous peoples and other countries recognizing... Um, the like slavery and stuff, and there's not a lot that the us has done in those um, ways. Yeah. but I mean, and that's
1: too, just to go back to the the part about hate crimes specifically, we're saying too, that a lot of those are probably grouped in with just regular crimes, yeah, and assault and all that because it's easier to prosecute for assault than it is to do for a hate crime. Yeah cuz
0: I don't know how that would work like say if you bring someone if you bring someone to trial on a hate crime and the jury finds them not guilty can they still be charged at least for the like the violence of the crime I would think you so, know but I mean? I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know so, that for sure. That could be another thing too. Yeah, kind of like, like we're yeah. just going to choose the lesser crime. Because or what we have more evidence for, yeah. which is
1: like that is its own. Ugh, That could be in a whole other podcast or episode of charging based on what you have evidence for. Mm -hmm. and like for serial killers and whatnot they're gonna bring in someone for these three crimes but not those other 10 because they don't have as good of evidence for the other 10 same kind of concept
0: yeah and then could jeopardize that guy or person
1: being not being right
0: because you have to have
1: uh, clear evidence for exactly what you're charging them for yeah very loaded (laughs) conversation
0: Mm -hmm. but it's important and you know I mean,
1: progress has been made and will be continue, will continue mm-hmm. to be made. And for anyone who does um, have a hate crime against them, like it's, you know, law enforcement, of course, go to them, but also your own community. Like if there's a specific community, which there are s- thousands of, and actually we'll post on our website too on you're not paranoid.com. Um, the Department of Justice has like a whole website dedicated to all of these community programs and outreach mm-hmm. for, you know, anti-hate crimes essentially and um for those who are affected and resources and all that so that's important too so if it does happen of course like there are you're not alone mhm essentially that's
0: good yeah i was going to say something not to end on this note but mm-hmm. i think it was like the fbi or the department of um what is it the department i don't know if it's of justice but there's been a, several reports that are saying the biggest threat to American society right now is, like, white nationalist slash racist groups, like like terrorist groups, essentially. So... Yikes. We have to, you know, as a community, protect each other.
1: Yeah. In a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Shutting down any kind of, like conversation about horrible, you know, even jokes or anything. I, I, because every community jokes about somebody that's, I mean, if you look at comedians, half of, Mm. I would say like at least half of comedians jokes are about race, right? Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable and it's only funny to some people because they're making it funny and they're propagating. I don't know. I think that that could be another episode too. It's like
0: the la- the fine line of the comedy the fine line
1: yeah the fine line of comedy and also when you can say the same thing but your context makes a difference
0: yeah cuz i mean there's been comedians that have gotten in trouble with the like general public for like rape jokes and stuff too yeah. so. so like what you say just because you're just because you're
1: in a comedy club and saying it you can say the exact same thing and then you're a racist outside mm-hmm. the club So at what point is that considered, you know, that's, that's a big part of it too. It's like separate, like recognizing that if we're, if there is going to be, um, progress has to be across the board. Mm -hmm. There's no, it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be exceptions in that regard. Yeah. Sorry, comedians.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's no room for any sort of hate. You know, crime speech, like... Yeah, so it's so it Just is just because hate speech isn't illegal doesn't
1: mean it's... No one's supposed... Like, we don't want anyone to do that, obviously, yeah. so... Hmm, and that goes for every group across everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. We just happen to be white females, but, like, I mean... Yeah, anybody in any group across the board. It seems impossible just because people have been raised on those notions mm-hmm. but it's not it just takes what do they say like um f- to accomplish something so huge you need big solutions you need widespread solutions it's not I'm trying, i trying i don't think it's a real quote <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to think it's like to have extreme extreme like outcome like to solve an extreme problem need extreme solutions so if we're gonna ex- solve something that seems so widespread we need widespread like collective agreement yeah to just be fucking nice to each other i know
0: and that's what like pisses me off the most it's like let people live it's like how is how are people bothering you why is it that that particular person doing
1: that particular thing in their lives impacting your life
0: yeah it's like get your own life I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's hard to try to understand a mindset or psychology that you don't have. Yeah. Because the yeah. And people should
1: be different, like no, yeah. In human ways, not in inhumane ways.
0: That me cut you off. No, no I was just going to say yeah. Because how do you fight against or stop someone's mind or beliefs yeah education everything I feel like so much comes down to education public public acknowledgement and
1: community acknowledgement of what is acceptable and what is absolutely not acceptable Mm -hmm. I don't know I even think this last year 2020 has brought a lot of conversation to the table to move forward and to widen that scope Yeah, I hope so. So, but we'll, I mean, we'll see, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're here now in 2021. Mm I still feel like there's a lot of resistance. But I also think that there's a lot of supporters of moving forward and combination of like focusing on those supporters to do the good versus focusing on the minority negative people who are not supporting Mm -hmm. i would say majority of the united states is probably not racist yeah generally speaking towards the whole but that's probably another (laughs) that would be that's because what is racism right i think it's not just white people being racist
0: no it's it's any person being against another race Well, yeah, there's there's like I forgot what the what all three of them are, but they're saying like to like racism involves three different things. It's like the hate and the power and something else. So it's like what I've been explained is like in at least in America, like because white people have for the most part, the majority power and are in the majority like the power posi- powerful positions yeah. for the laws of our country. And the majority of population, they are the ones that would be racist to other minorities. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? So yeah. like when like a white person says, oh, that black person was being racist to that white person, like that doesn't... The term racism wouldn't be the right word in terms of how people define because there's not the power dynamic the power over yeah it's a you
1: that's know, a like, that goes like down a different well, rabbit yeah. hole <laughs> that we're not able to talk about all today yeah but yeah that's a not rabbit hole but you know what i'm saying it's a different conversation mm-hmm. for a, i think there are very well educated podcasts that are literally dedicated to this mm-hmm. um because we're just not in that place right now to have that deep conversation nor do I feel knowledgeable enough to have that level of conversation but I'll definitely listen
0: yeah th- I mean there's a lot of even like on Brene Brown's podcast yeah. there's a lot of information there yeah um that have you heard of um The Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. No. That's pretty good. Sounds Um, like
1: what we would want to have right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. His name is Emmanuel Acho. Mm -hmm. And it's a book. And you can see the videos on YouTube. Um, Those are pretty good. Like he's talked to like Matthew McConaughey, um, like a group of police officers. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I'd like to get his book. I haven't read it yet. That would be Mm -hmm. interesting too to see.
1: If there are specifically just considering our where our conversation got started from Asian American um, books or podcasts yeah. specifically about that as well, because mm-hmm. not I mean there not one person can write a book about every race, right? Mm-hmm. So there should be different resources for different scopes of conversation,
0: yeah. And I feel like there's probably good resources um, from that one group that we're talking about, the Stop AAPI mm-hmm. Hate. Um, they have a website, so you can probably get your further information from there mm-hmm. and resources.
1: And I know we didn't talk about a lot of other groups as well that are all, you know, w- under that hate crime law in general. So it's not to say we're not addressing that, it's just scope based on current events and. The timeline of that regard yeah just as that little we don't need to defend ourselves but <laughs> a little disclaimer we see that and we recognize that so mm-hmm. that is that is that this week yep well thank you for listening and for your time and support and to be honest I'm a little bit worried <laughs> about feedback in terms of hoping that you see what we're saying
0: yeah and I mean we're starting the conversation. So, yeah, I mean, you can continue it with us or with others. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't
1: even say a word is the right word. I guess we're um, what they say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's yeah. an uncomfortable conversation, but that's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was uncomfortable and it's <laughs> which is what we're supposed to feel because it's not an easy conversation. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. So go argue with your parents and <laughs> <laughs> good luck with all of that. But for real, there are d- uh, tons of resources. And thank you for giving us this opportunity slash you're welcome.
0: Yes. From <laughs> from <laughs> us to from you. to concerned uh, American citizens. Yeah. And uh, thank you. So that's it. Yeah. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we kept talking
1: even though we're stopped recording (laughs) but we're just saying like you know if you're really gonna like okay so i'm just gonna say i have i have friends who've told me personally that they've had i don't know why i didn't say this but like um they're asian americans who have had people white people say horrible things to them like go back to your recently recently within the last year and seeing facebook posts of people saying this and Horrible things just being told, or you know, while they're driving or while they're walking or just minding their own business. And we're, we're, Katie and I were just saying, like, it takes, like, these people who are making these racist comments to another person, they're just straight up assholes in everyday life. Like, there's no, I mean, yes, they're racist, but to have that, like Katie was saying, hate in their heart to just say that, like, I don't like to be confrontational to someone. When I'm in, like, when I know they did something wrong, like mm-hmm. actually rude or slam a door in my face or something, like I'm not a confrontational person, but to go out of your way and to ruin someone's day and to purposefully say that to them just for so that they know how you feel mm-hmm. or how that per- they that person knows how that other racist person feels, that's a, that's my like that's just like that's another level of anger and assholeness,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. You can't, I don't think you can be a nice person and be racist. <laughs> be racist. No. Because that's just so much hate for no reason. I yeah. mean, not, I mean, and I don't that's know if hate s- can be reasonable Ugh. in general, but.
1: Yeah, that's, then we started going down that road of like, how are you raised? How you're raised is likely how the reason that you become racist or whatever but at some point in your life just like anything else you have to take ownership of that and you can choose to not propagate that for your future generations
0: yeah and uh, I feel like especially in today's age when there are uh, things like google Mm -hmm. and you know all these other resources to still have these beliefs that you are better than another group of people like yeah like you may have been either even brainwashed or indoctrinated a certain way growing up. But yeah, like once you're an adult, like those excuses, at least for me, go out the window. Yeah. I mean, I think it does help where we live yeah. quite honestly, just
1: in like our, edu- our own education and whatnot. Um, but there's enough news. Like you're not, you're literally living in a cave if you're not in that conversation or hearing those conversations being had. Mm-hmm. And if someone's not stepping in and saying, hey, I, I just can't imagine being completely, completely immersed and shielded to be just absolutely racist your whole entire life. So, so much so that you continue that to future generations.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the sad part. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Cause you kind of, at least for me, I have, sometimes I naively think of like, oh, well it's the modern day. So like racism is just going to die out because people are so much smarter and blah, blah, blah. But then you just kind of, you see that get thrown out the window cause you know, it's still around and it's still really prevalent Yeah, and it's going to take more than wishful thinking. And just yeah. because
1: you don't see it firsthand doesn't mean it's not happening. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you should. Ex- and again, doesn't mean that you should take on the bird, the, that feeling of defensiveness just because you feel like that's being targeted towards you. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, it's like it's and again, a similar parallel to sexual assault or rape mm-hmm. survivors like you weren't there to witness it but that's their experience. It doesn't make it any less valid because you don't have that same experience. Yeah. You know, any group, like if you're not a part of that group, you're not going to have the same experiences as them. Right. And you're not going to know what it's like. So So how will
1: you learn? By listening. Exactly. Listen. You don't have to perfectly understand, but with listening and with time, if
0: you're human, you're going to be empathetic at some point. Your heart
1: has to,
0: you have to open your heart to that. Yeah. And I feel like nothing, there something that just pisses me off so much is when, you know, someone says to either directly to that person having that experience or just they hear about it. And they're like, oh, well, like basically just disqualifying that experience discrediting totally it, everything. Yeah. Just like, oh, well, like racism was back in the day or like this hate. Like was back in the day. Like we don't exist ha- anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. Why are you keep talking about it? And it's like, well, you can't just ignore someone. You know, has yeah, actually experienced. Experience. Yeah, yeah. And if that molds and shapes what
1: their experience is too, then that's gonna that alone will then further propagate hate towards that person, that person or group of people who they think are all like that. So then mm-hmm. it just circles back. Yeah. So. Anyways, we just had to (laughs) like after we hit stop, we were like, come back. YMP after the episode. I know. After hours, literally, like literally just kept talking about it and we're like, we have to hit record. So that was it. Okay. For real. (laughs) Bye. Bye. During the episode, we shared this week's
0: secret word. Did you hear it? Every Friday, we'll post a story on Instagram at you're not paranoid and we'll ask you for the secret word. All you have to do
1: is go to the Instagram story and reply with the week's secret word. Then you're officially entered to win
0: the YNP sticker pin pack. Listen to the following Monday's episode. And if you hear your Instagram handle, then you're the winner of the week. The sticker pin packs are super rad. So get listening. Hey friend, we want you to be part of our podcast. Share a story, topic, idea, or a question you'd like us to answer. And we'll feature you on the podcast. Send it to us at You're Not Paranoid at gmail.com or over on Instagram at You're Not Paranoid and we'll share it on the show. Want to
1: hear your own voice on the episode? Now you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm
0: slash YNP. Our pod is your pod.
1: Hey, we just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support. If you are enjoying the
0: podcast and want to support us, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts leave a review and subscribe to our podcast. Every rating and review helps us grow our podcast
1: and grow our community. Thanks again.